She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited. We have Dr. Anshul Gupta. And he's going to be talking about reversing Hashimoto's. Hold up your book, Dr. Gupta. He's got a wonderful book out. It's called Reversing Hashimoto's. And we're going to be talking all things thyroid today. So welcome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure and an honor. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to dive in and I want to start with blood work because what I feel like is so important is that one of the things that's frustrating about going to a regular doctor is that many of them don't know what tests you really need to take. And the tests that they are doing may not get a clear report on your body. Most doctors, they go, we're going to test TSH, which is stands for thyroid stimulating hormone. That's all they do. And they have such a wide range, number one, and the lab range is out to here. And I want you to talk about what the optimal range is. And, you know, if you guys want, you can go to ChantelRayWay.com slash bloodwork. But there, I put all these different ones. I put TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3, total T3, total T4, T3 uptake, thyroglobulin antibody, thyroid parrot thyroid parrot parrot how do you even say that peroxidase antibody and so there's so many and um you know some doctors recommend three out of those some recommend five out of those for you which of those if i wanted to get the full spectrum of what my thyroid is doing which of those is the most important and what ranges are you looking for Absolutely. So you pointed out very correctly that, you know, the only conventional way of checking for a thyroid is ordering a TSH, right? Which is not even a thyroid hormone. So for people listening over here, I would like to just quickly go through anatomy of how the thyroid hormone is made. So you have a better understanding of why we are asking for doing a bigger testing panel. So basically, it all starts, you know, with a master endocrine gland, which is the pituitary. The pituitary secretes this TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone. Pituitary is located in your brain, sends the signaling hormone, the TSH, to your thyroid gland and asks it to start producing thyroid hormone. The thyroid gland actually produces the thyroid hormone in the T4 form, which you can say is an inactive version of the thyroid hormone. This T4 is circulated all over your body and in the cells it needs to be converted to the T3 because your cells like to use T3 as a major hormone. So, so, so I want to say something right there for that. So I, I really want to stay on that for just a second because so many people are getting, when they get thyroid medicine, they're getting T4 and T4 from what I understand that you just said it's metabolically inactive in the body and T4 has to be converted to T3 to be usable. And if your body is having trouble to take, to get from T4 
your body has to take it and com- convert it from T4 to T3. And if you're having trouble converting from T4 to T3 in your liver, then you can take all the T4 that you want. And the majority of people are taking Synthroid or the doctors giving them Synthroid, which is just T4. Their liver is so toxic, they can't convert it. And they're like, well, I'm taking thyroid medicine, but I'm not feeling well. Do you hear that a lot? That is exactly true. So a lot of people, you know, again, research suggests that 60 to 70 percent of people who are taking thyroid medicine do not feel better. And one of the major reasons is that, you know, like, you know, the synthetic hormone medicine is only T4 when a lot of people are not able to convert it to the T3. And that's the reason, you know, like their thyroid numbers might look good, like the TSH is good, but their symptoms are not better. So that's exactly the reason we need to look at all the different lab work and see what is the T3 doing, what is the T4 doing. Then only we can know the complete picture and then relevant steps can be taken. Either we can do supplements to help out with this conversion or, you know, you can add a a more natural version of a thyroid medicine like Armour or NP thyroid, which is both T4 or T3. Or sometimes we can just have synthetic T3 added to your T4. So various options are there. But first, we need to know the complete picture. What is happening with your TSH? What is happening with your T4, T3? And plus, whether you have Hashimoto's disease or not, and how high are your antibodies? And the two antibodies, as you mentioned, are thyroglobulin and thyroid peroxidase antibodies. So if those antibodies are high, that means your thyroid is very inflamed. And then for those people, again, they do better on a more natural version of thyroid hormone medicine because that can help them to lower these thyroid antibodies also. Did you guys know that 97% of Americans are deficient in at least one mineral? It's true. You need more than a dozen minerals for your body to function in its best. But with the standard American diet, it's almost impossible. So here's where bean minerals comes in. Guess what? All you have to do, take one little shot of this one, one little shot of this one, and guess what? It looks like this, but it tastes like water. Take one shot, and boom, in 30 seconds a day, you're getting an entire thing of minerals instead of an entire cabinet of supplement bottles. So with bean minerals, we make mineral balance simple. So as you know that, you know, this podcast is about intermittent fasting, and I'm obviously a huge fan of fasting, but there are some things that hurt the conversion of T4 to T3. uh, And one of them can be fasting because when you're severely restricting calories, your body can can be, you know, having a hard time converting it as well. And sometimes it might do too much. So I want you to talk about, you know, what are some of the things that can hurt the conversion of T4 to T3, like stress or your impaired liver or poor gut health? What what is What are you seeing as some of the things that are really disrupting that conversion of T4 to T3? Absolutely. So the number one thing which disrupts this conversion is toxins. So any kind of toxins in your body, which can be heavy metals like lead, mercury, arsenic, or mold toxins, or environmental toxins. They, again, as you mentioned, they overburden our liver or our lymphatic system or our kidneys, as well as our gut. 
and that's where all this conversion is happening. So toxins are a very, very major reason that interferes with this conversion. The second thing is stress. Whenever our body is stressed out, whether it's physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, that again interferes with this conversion of the T4 to T3. And then next is obviously poor gut health. People who have leaky gut issues or SIBO issues or have a high amount of candida in their gut, again, their conversion from T4 to T3 is also not happening. And the last thing is nutritional deficiencies. We need certain vitamins and minerals, especially zinc, selenium, B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin D, to convert T4 to T3. And a lot of people are actually low in these vitamins and minerals and they don't know about it. And that again interferes with this conversion. I don't know about you guys, but I am stressed. And if you're feeling overwhelmed this holiday season, then I get it. With all the family get-togethers, it is just a relentless source of stress. But anyway, there is something that I've got called Stress Guardian. And it's actually made by Bioptimizers, the people who make the magnesium breakthrough, which I love, love, love. But anyway, they are literally made this new product. It has 14 adaptogenic herbs and it just regulates your stress. I just actually took some right this second. And it's awesome. If you go to stressguardian.com slash waste away and put in waste away for 10% off your first order, it's stressguardian.com slash waste away. Go there now. Oh yeah, that's so good. So let's talk about iodine for a second. So it's funny because um, my husband, I believe, has some thyroid issues, um, but he he doesn't necessarily like, he's not like diagnosed as Hashimoto's. But what will be funny is sometimes like it won't be, it won't be cold at all. And he'll, he'll say something like, I'm cold. And I joke him, I'll say, your, it's your thyroid, <laughs> you know, your thyroid's not working. But um, one of the things that he always says is he is like obsessed with this place called Demoshi. I don't know if you've heard of it, but he says that whenever he eats this seaweed salad and he eats seaweed or he eats sushi or he eats anything that has that seaweed wrap, He's like, I can't, I can't even tell you, like, I have so much energy. I have all this. And so I was telling him, like, number one, that's iodine. Like, I've been taking um, this great iodine supplement for two different things. And I'm telling you, my thyroid has been, you could just tell, like, I'm feeling so much better. So what you just said about those nutritional deficiencies, I want you to talk about iodine for just a second and, and how that is helpful. Absolutely. So I think everybody knows that, you know, our thyroid needs iodine to make the thyroid hormone, right? The T4 and the T3, the difference in them is those iodine molecules, right? So definitely our body needs iodine to function better. And obviously iodine plays a whole bunch of role or keeping our immune system in good shape, you know, obviously it's antimicrobial in nature and supports the thyroid production. And the very first thing that we came to know about the thyroid disorders was that iodine deficiency was a main reason of causing thyroid issues. And then later on, the Hashimoto's diagnosis came into place, which is an autoimmune condition. So right now also, first of all, it is very important to know whether you have Hashimoto's or not. If you do not have Hashimoto's, then there is no brainer that you definitely need iodine in good amount of quantities to support your thyroid gland. 
Now, if you do have Hashimoto's, then we have to be a little bit careful. You know, because Hashimoto's, what research suggests that if you are low in iodine, that causes Hashimoto's. But if you are very high in iodine also, that and can also cause Hashimoto's. That being said, if you have a diet which is really good on iodine, right? As you said, seafood or seaweed or sea vegetables, or you have fortified food, like let's say if you're adding you know, like iodine to your food, you know, like some cereals will have fortified iodine added to it. If you're eating a whole bunch of iodine, then that is great. But most of us are not eating iodine enough. And that's where external supplementation is useful in that. So we have at least two research studies, you know, to check iodine into the urine levels. You know, these, these studies were done in China and, you know, both of those studies and they checked urine iodine levels because unfortunately blood iodine levels are not accurate and not stable enough so that has to be checked only in the urine and people oh, who are wow, very low really in good. iodine yeah so people who are very low in iodine they said they had high chances of Hashimoto's and were very very high in iodine now these were the people you know who were living in the coastal town so their majority of their meals were like you know very very high in seafood so that is the case. So Yeah, I will tell you, if I have any kind of like that seaweed salad as well and the shrimp, like if I have like shrimp or something like that, I feel so much better. So I know for a fact that I am iodine deficient. Talk about selenium too. I feel like a lot of people as well are selenium deficient and why that is so important for them to add selenium into their diet. Absolutely. Or, so selenium, or take a supplement, either one. Right. So selenium is a great mineral and again needed for thyroid hormone production. It plays two roles. One of, one of them is the conversion of this T4 to T3 because it is a part of deiodinases enzymes. And also it is a part of another enzyme called glutathione peroxidase. Glutathione peroxidase is actually needed to lower the inflammation in the thyroid gland. You can compare it that, you know, whenever there is a factory which is producing goods, there is always waste material which forms along with it. We have to remove the waste material so that the factory can function properly. Similar things happen in the thyroid. Whenever it is making thyroid hormone, it creates oxidative stress and reactive oxygen species. This is where selenium is very helpful to lower inflammation and get rid of these reactive oxygen species. Now, the reason we are low in selenium currently is that our food itself is low in selenium. There was a research study done which compared selenium levels in food from 1980s and 2010. And what they saw was that the selenium levels are substantially low in our food currently. And that is the reason that a lot of people who are even eating healthy food are low in selenium. So that's the reason either they have to eat food, which is like Brazil nuts, which are high in selenium, or they have to go on a supplementation so that they can get the right form of selenium, which is absorbed in their body. Guys, I just want to interrupt for just a second, and I want you to hear Paul Saladino talk about why liver is so important. And if you don't like liver, we have another option for you. Your ancestors were eating liver. And the reason that this sort of wisdom has been passed out is because liver is very nutritious. It's basically nature's multivitamin. If you look at the nutrients in meat, they're great. You've got zinc, you got B6, you got B12, you got some K2. But if you look at liver, it really complements what's in muscle meat. There are many unique nutrients found in organs, specifically liver as a powerhouse of these. They're difficult to obtain outside of liver. 
Like meat and organs are like peanut butter and jelly. They just go together. They're supposed to be eaten together. The easiest way to eat liver is just to do it raw. If you don't want to eat liver raw, you can cook it. But the reason that I like to do it raw is because there are unique nutrients in liver that are probably somewhat degraded when you cook the liver. This really is like the most nutrient-rich supplements that you can find. And they are amazing. I have tried them. I absolutely love them. So just go to heartandsoil.cs, use the coupon code Chantal Ray, and save your some money there. Um, yes. And there's a couple things I will tell you. So there is, I use this, it's called, um, upgraded formulas, peak thyroid. And this in particular, it has copper, zinc, iodine, and selenium, all four things. And then I actually, just because I know I'm very iodine, you know, deficient, Unless I'm kind of like we said, we talked about what are the foods that are high in iodine and eating a lot. I take this, um, the upgraded iodine as well, um, because that's really important. And then in, in, like you said, with the selenium, the, the foods that are high in selenium, Brazil nuts, which, you know, people aren't like just sitting there eating. Like, when do you ever see people eating Brazil nuts, you know? And, um, but shrimp is really high and also beef liver. So what I take is I take, um, you know, if he, I really believe like if you can take liver, a friend of mine, her health changed when she took, she started taking liver, she froze it, she cut up the liver into little liver, uh, little slivers, and then she would freeze it. And then she literally took it and swallowed it. She's like, you would not believe my health changed massively. Well, if you're like me, like that's kind of just too much for me. Like that just grosses me out. So I take this liver supplement that is nothing but grass-fed liver that is amazing. And I love it so much. But I'm just telling you, like to me, if you guys can start eating the Brazil nuts, number one, and because most people don't think of that, um, and then the beef, adding that beef liver into you. And eggs as well. Eggs is good for selenium as well, like some pasture-raised eggs. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about your book. Your book is amazing. I love the title as well. Give us a little tasting of that. And I love the title because it's like, look, we're not, we're not just all about making it better. We're reversing Hashimoto's. So I want to talk I want you to give us a tasting of kind of like the three biggest points that you talk about so you can people can get excited about buying the book. Absolutely. So this reversing Hashimoto's book, you know, like has been in making for a long time. I did a lot of research, you know, understanding that why Hashimoto's is happening and what people can do to actually reverse it. So it's a research backed book, you know, where I did a lot of research like, you know, studies which I've mentioned in the book, you know, to kind of support the evidence. So basically, it's a three-step process. The very first step is finding why did you get Hashimoto's disease. So the root causes, you know, like most people are looking at just one root cause. And I think that's where they, like, you know, uh, do the wrong thing. Majority of people will have two plus root causes. So first of all, understanding what is root causes and what are the potential root causes you might be dealing with is very important. And that's where, you know, like I talk about different root causes and there is a questionnaire that will help you to find out whether, you know, uh, you know, how many root causes you have and which ones you have. 
The second step is start fixing or start supporting your thyroid and also lowering inflammation in the body. That's where, you know, I've developed this mitothyroid diet, which helps to support the thyroid, lowers inflammation in the body, and obviously supports the body. So that's the second very step. The third step is actually very simple, removing all the toxicities from your body so your thyroid can feel better. And all these toxicities are stress, you know, these toxicities are, you know, heavy metals, or these toxicities are obviously your, any kind of mold toxins that people are getting exposed to. And also toxicities, uh, for me, also include chronic infections like, you know, bad bacteria or parasites or Lyme disease and all that stuff. So this is so, the cornerstone of healing the thyroid in my book. Yeah, so let's expand a little bit more on the diet. So I want you to talk about some of the things that you feel like in someone's diet that has really helped. And I, I know that in your book, you had a foreword by Terry Walls. She's been on our show several times. And I would love to hear kind of what things that you've seen with food that have really changed people's lives in the thyroid realm. Yeah, so the thyroid realm, the dietary research is kind of limited, you know, and again, I'm a research-based person, so that's the reason I want to kind of base all my recommendations on that. So what I figured out was that, you know, like, first of all, eating antioxidant-rich diet is very important or anti-inflammatory diet. In that, vegetables are really very important, non-starchy, colorful vegetables, because each and every color that we have in our vegetables actually carry a specific antioxidant. And these specific antioxidants lower the inflammation in the body and actually make the thyroid functioning better. So that's the first thing a lot of people need to include. The second thing is good quality protein. Again, all of these amino acids, especially L-tyrosine and other things are needed to support and produce thyroid hormone. So we need to have good quality proteins in a diet you know, so that we can give all the amino acid to the thyroid so it can produce the thyroid hormone. And the third thing is good quality fats. Again, we have been fat shamed for a long time. You know, all the fats are bad and all the fats are created equal. We know that there is good fat and there is bad fat. Again, good fats are very important for our body, especially for each and every cell lining of our body is made with good fats. So we need that good fat omega-3 so that we can lower the inflammation in the body and again help support the cellular structure so that the thyroid hormone receptors actually can work better. Because as you're talking about, doesn't matter how many thyroid hormones you have in your body, if your receptors are not working, then again that doesn't let your body to use that thyroid hormone. So that's where these good fats are really very important to do that. So these are the three major things that people definitely need to include that. And then, you know, like for some people, you know, like we talk about gluten-free grains or gluten-free carbohydrates. For majority of the people with Hashimoto's disease, what we have seen is that grains can actually interfere with their antibody levels. What that means is that if you want to reduce antibody levels very quickly, then a grain-free diet actually helps majority of the people. Did you guys know that your thyroid's main food is iodine? And guess what? Mercury and other toxins gobble up your selenium and your thyroid glands need selenium to convert iodine to thyroxine. So if you have mercury fillings and with all the toxins and mold, your selenium gets, just gets gobbled up. So here's the bottom line. I take something called peak thyroid. 
it's got iodine, it's got copper, and it's got selenium. Everything you need to get your thyroid back to functioning without medicine. So go to ChantelRayWay.com slash upgraded formulas. Use the coupon code ChantelRay to get a huge discount. So I'm going to read a question to you. Um, and it, this question is from Zoe Parrington. She says, I'm currently doing a six-hour eating window and I'm doing a paleo diet. I've lost 26 pounds after reading your book, One Meal and a Tasting. That's my favorite book you've written. And thank you for that. I'm attaching my before and after. And she's got this great before and after picture. And then she goes on and on. And she says, but since I've been doing a paleo diet, my thyroid is on supercharge. I used to be on 110 um, micrograms. And now I have moved down to 60 milligrams. And since I've been doing fasting and switching to a paleo diet, my thyroid is on overdrive. So what would you say to someone who says, you know, my thyroid, you know, you can feel it when you're taking too much thyroid medicine, right? You can kind of just be like, you know, something's off. I feel like I'm on too much. And so, you know, she kind of goes on. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but she kind of says, I was eating crap lots of grains, lots of other stuff. And now that I cleaned up my diet, even the 60 that she's gone down to 60 milligrams is now feeling like it's even a little bit too much. Absolutely. So what I tell people is that, you know, when your thyroid will start healing, then your body will, thyroid will start producing more thyroid hormone automatically. And plus, when there is lowered inflammation in the body, then your body can actually utilize all this thyroid hormone which is circulating. So that's where the paleo diet is wonderful in that aspect because once you we are removing literally all the foods which are lowering or which is causing inflammation. And these grains, you know, because they have lectins and, you know, that some that can interfere with definitely thyroid hormone, how it is working in the body. And when you remove the grains, as I said, lower the inflammation and actually causes the body to function better. And that's where the thyroid also functions better. And a lot of times, you know, like people are able to reduce their dose of medicine and even get off the medicine also because their body is feeling so good. So obviously the problem with these situations is that, you know, like a lot of times the blood work will not catch up so quickly, but the symptoms will. So as you said that, okay, well, you know, symptomatically I can easily feel that I'm getting too much medicine. But if you go to your doctor and the blood work, you will do it. The blood work will say, well, all the parameters look normal, you should be taking the same medicine. But you can know how you're feeling and what your body feels on that particular dosage. So that's where slowly and slowly reducing the medicine is absolutely a possibility. And a lot of people are even able to get off the medicine too. Uh, so let's talk about how to titrate up and titrate down on your thyroid medicine. And obviously, you should not do this without talking to your doctor um, this is a really serious thing. But if you are going to kind of give some tips on that, um, you know, obviously they need to contact their doctor. What are some tips on, because we're seeing a lot of people who are having to titrate down and are actually able to get off their thyroid medicine. Give us some tips on if they did want to do that, what would some things they would need to do? So, first of all, like, you know, pay very close attention to how your body is feeling, okay? Because you are the best judge of your body 
a lab is not. Okay, so first of all, see how you're feeling. If you're feeling that your body is functioning at a better level, if your symptoms are much better, and especially if you're getting symptoms of the opposite side, where you're feeling palpitations, you're feeling that you know your heart is beating fast. If you are getting a little bit more anxious, you know, then those are the signs that you are getting a little bit towards the hyper side. So that would be one sign, you know, that you might need to lower the dose of the medicine. And then obviously, like doing blood work is the second way also by doing again complete blood work, not only TSH but free T3 and free T4, and again looking at them and then and then reducing it. The second tip is that you know go slow. You know, let's say if you're taking hundred micrograms of the medicine. Don't go directly on twenty-five. Let your body adjust to it. So slowly and slowly get off of the medicine, so that you know your body gets used to it. And again, your body doesn't kind of overreact into kind of going on the opposite end also. So look at your symptoms, do the blood work, and then go slow. Do these three things, and that will help you to kind of get off the medicine slowly and also safely. I love that. Now let me ask you: Are you still doing? virtual functional medicine consultations with people like they're listening to this um, and they said man this guy is really knows what he's talking about with thyroid do you still like if they're listening I mean we have listeners all over if they're in you know Hawaii would you do you do those functional medicine uh, online with zoom still or are you not doing that anymore no, we are doing virtual consultations still, you know, for people all over the country, actually, in fact, all over the world, because there are not many people in Hashimoto's realm who can reverse Hashimoto's. So we are actually getting a lot of inquiries. And uh, through our program, we can reach people, know their complete testing, as well as getting them on the right supplements and the whole lifestyle changes. And uh, we see phenomenal results with it. So people can work with us, you know, from anywhere in the country. Mm, I love that. Well, this has been amazing. Tell listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you, and how they can get your amazing book, Reversing Hashimoto's. Absolutely. So we are obviously on all the social media platforms. You know, our handle is Anshul Gupta MD, but we are most active actually on YouTube. We have a great YouTube channel where we share regular videos and we have a lot of following over there. So a lot of new videos keep coming up about Hashimoto's and thyroid and health in general. You know, our channel is Anshul Gupta MD. So you can look us up over there. You know, my book, Reversing Hashimoto's, is available on Amazon. So you can go on Amazon and obviously order the book. Uh, it is available both in the print form as well as in the Kindle form. So you can read from wherever you like to. Mm, I love it. Well, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.